When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three! Hello and welcome to It's All Corona to Me. I'm Charles and joining me in self-isolation this week are Danny Brothers and Neil Edgerton-Scott. How are you feeling, guys? Anyone got the woo? Uh, well, potentially, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in the quarantine at the minute, Charles. I'm um, oh, no. slightly disappointed that we couldn't go to our plush studio, um, that we're all having to record remotely, Charles. Um, I, me too. Obviously, it's going to be a slightly different podcast this week, and while it's free to listen to it, it isn't free to produce. That's why we've set up our Patreon page. We have several options for you, starting at just $2 a month. For $5 a month, you'll have your own jingle made and played on the podcast. That's right. Thank you to Brian Hayward, who became the latest listener to sign up to Patreon and support the podcast this week. To find out more, head over to cobblers2me.com or patreon.com forward slash cobblers2me. I'm Chris Freestone, and it's all cobblers to me. Now, normally we would start the podcast by looking back over the latest Cobblers game, but Friday morning's decision by the EFL to suspend all games until April the 3rd means we don't have a game to talk about. Earlier on, I caught up with Cobblers head of media, Gareth Wilshire. Hi, Gareth. Welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you here. Hi, Charles. Thank you. First things first, how is everyone at the club? We're all okay. Um, thankfully, um, touch wood, no one as of yet, has displayed any any symptoms of the coronavirus, and hopefully that's the way it stays. Um, obviously, decision was taken by the EFL at the end of last week to suspend all football till April the 4th, and so for this week at least, the players have been sent home with their fitness programmes and their training schedules to follow. Um, as staff, we've been... Um, advised to work from home this week and just like everyone else really we're keeping um you know a, a watching brief on what's going it's clearly a fast moving a fast changing situation so like everyone else will um, we'll keep an eye on events and follow the advice and hopefully you know by everyone sticking together we'll, we'll get through this these difficult weeks ahead yeah definitely uh, how how was your weekend no football i mean mine was quite boring 
it, it was strange. Um, occasionally we have weekends where there's no football, but that just relates to Northampton Town and there's plenty of football on TV or match of the day or live games on a Sunday or a Monday or a Friday night or whatever. Um, it was just a void. Um, you know, it, it was like a, a, a summer weekend without the weather, really. Um so, um, but it, it, even in the summer, you sort of, you know, there's six weeks, seven weeks till the season starts and you have some sort of context. I think the, 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 the strange thing about this situation is people don't really know when things will, will get back to normal from a footballing point of view. And I know um, the current situation is that officially football suspended until April the 3rd and that as it stands, the games on April the 4th are set to go ahead. But um, I don't know, I Obviously, we have to wait for the government advice and the advice of, of the scientific officer and things like that. But um, I'm not sure that when we get to April the 4th, it's just going to be right back to normal. Here we go. I think things will be continually monitored. And I don't really think there's a, a big chance of football resuming. Then I, I think the suspension will, will last beyond that. Yeah, I, I think I probably agree with you there. But even if it did, you know, come April the 4th, everything's OK. The world's survived and we can get back into it surely the players can't be expected just to jump straight into a game. There's got to be some kind of pre-season almost. Yeah, it, it's a difficult thing. The longer the the suspension goes on for, then the the more difficult it will be for players just to pick things up and, and get straight back into it. You, you can probably go to maybe at a stretch three weeks and, and pick things up again. But sort of beyond that, you're getting into the point of having to have a mini pre-season um, because what, what could happen, and there are so many eventualities here that, you know, it's almost impossible to speculate because things are changing so quickly. But, um, you know, you could end up, if we do end up completing the season, trying to squash the games into a very condensed period of time. So you could go from a period of, of inactivity for however long into a period of trying to play a huge amount of games into a short period of time. And, and that, as any sports scientist will tell you, wouldn't be good. You're, the risk of injury is there. It, 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 undoubtedly, it's going to have an effect on teams because rather than just play these last nine games in the natural rhythm of the season, you'll have had a break and you'll be starting again. And it, it will put stresses and strains on people. And, and you know, who knows? Now, now, of course, all of this is really, you know, minutiae really in terms of the important thing of people's health and safety. But football is what we're here to talk about. There are people far more intelligent than I who can talk to you about the, um, you know, the, the health and how to keep people safe um, but from our point of view talking on a footballing level it, whatever happens it is going to present a challenge in one direction or another of course yeah I mean obviously a lot has been sort of said and speculated about over the weekend we've had high profile people saying things like void the season and start again come September um, what are the actual options that are open to the EFL that you're aware of there's a few options open. I think the problem you've got is none of these are perfect solutions. There are flaws with any of them. But I think when this does eventually move on, however long it takes, and when we are through the worst of it, then um, I think not, it won't just be a community effort to, to get through the worst of, of the virus. It will be a community effort to resume things. And it's going to need a consensus and a collective agreement because somebody somewhere is going to lose out in whatever solution is chosen. I mean, a few solutions that have just been put out there, as you said, there is a suspend the season now option. I guess the main advantage with that is it gives you clarity. It's like, right, we're stopping the season now. This is it. Of course, the disadvantage to that is it's probably not really fair. Um, it, who, you know, if you're saying right, those teams that are in a promotional relegation position now go up or go down, you are potentially leaving yourselves open to legal action from the teams who get relegated, um, particularly if they've got a game in hand or if they think they had a good chance of climbing out of the relegation zone. And that legal action could go on for a period of time. So, how do you realistically start next season if there's legal action um, pending? does that club begin in the higher level or, or the lower level? And if even if that legal action is resolved, is there an appeal? And, you know, you've then got a sort of fixture. It, 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 it goes on and on. So if you were to do that, yes, it gives you clarity, but there are potential plenty of cans of worms about to be opened. And, and I suppose it's not just that legal action from the, the clubs towards, like, the governing body. But, you know, what happens to the likes of, 
you know, Alan McCormack, for example, I don't know his contract situation fully, but, you know, he signed a one-year deal in in last summer. He's out of contract with us at the end of this year. I, I, I don't know, maybe he was just looking for one last hurrah before retirement. Um, he might have certain bonuses put into his contract, such as, I don't know, appearance fees and things like that. He's essentially missing out on how many games he got left? Nine? You know, there's more to it, isn't there, than just, you know, where we finish in the league? There is. There are knock-on effects in all directions. I mean, just to sort of expand that, that your question a little bit more. So we've touched on possibly suspending the season now. The other end of the argument is you complete the season however long it takes. Now, we don't know whether that we will resume in early April or whether, you know, some scientists are saying the peak of the virus may not be till June. So if that's the case, will it be after June when football resumes to some sort of normality? But then the problem you've got there is, that, well, the, the, the advantage of doing that is you do see the season through to its natural conclusion that, you know, if everyone plays 42 or 46 games, there can be no question about, you know, the right teams have gone up, the right teams have won the league, the right teams have been relegated. The problem you've then got is that players' contracts run out on the 30th of June. So if you haven't completed the league or the cups or the playoffs or whatever it may be, and you're going into July, you've then got players who are not contracted to you. Um, that could mean that a number of clubs are down to, five, six, seven, eight players in the squad. Um, now, a possible solution to that might be you say to, you know, through the PFA or there's a, an industry-wide agreement that the contracts just roll on for another month. But again, you know, not necessarily at our level, but at other levels, have players sign pre-contact agreements with other clubs. And if you if you play beyond your contract and pick up a serious injury and you're then out of con- out of contract, there are, there are issues there. So um, sort of completing the season, however long it takes, is, has its advantages but also has its its issues again um you know the, the another theory i've seen um suggested another solution that's been suggested is do you maybe suspend the season now and have no relegation so basically you just promote up the leagues and the premier league inflates to possibly 22 teams for a season um that's a possibility it does give you clarity there's probably not going to be um any legal challenges because everyone's playing at least the level or maybe the level above where they probably should be. The problem there, of course, is then next season you're playing extra games at the Premier League and if next season has to start late because of the effects of the virus into the summer, you've probably got less time but more games. So where does that leave things? You know, Is there enough room in what's already a crowded schedule to do that? Um, possibly, who knows? Um, you know, do, what happens to the cup competitions? Do you have to maybe squeeze one of the cup competitions to make room? There, there are, you know, again, logistical questions around that. And I think the real the, the real problem at the moment is that we can't move on because no one really knows how long we'll be in this period for. Um, if you if you had a definite end date, I think you could begin working towards a solution. But at the moment, all that's happening is ideas are being floated because um, at the moment it can only be a theory until we know with any real certainty, and no one does know the answer to that yet, when things might start to improve. I have enjoyed the weekend a little bit in terms of different things that other football clubs have been doing. So, for example, I saw Stoke City play a game of Connect Four with Spartak (laughs) Moscow on Twitter. That was entertaining for for half an hour. Um, And Leighton Orient seemed to be trying to set up a, a mass... FIFA tournament as well, um, which I know that you guys have sort of pointed towards the the NTFC esports team um, to see if they they want to have a go. One of the things I was listening to for my sins talk sport on the weekend, and um, someone even suggested on there that maybe we just do a, a weekend full five aside tournament just to finish the games that, that we got. So rather than playing a full 90 minutes against each team that you've got left, you do a sort of a, a 15 minute five aside version of it. I mean, it's nice to see almost that the, the clubs are as much as there is a seriousness to this whole situation that, that the football clubs like ourselves are, are, are trying to make the best of a bad bunch, so to speak. Yeah. Well, we can't become detached from the public from, from 
from our supporters, uh, clubs like everyone else are, are concerned by, by by what's happening. Um, and like everyone else, we don't know the answers. Um, it's just a case of going week by week, day by day and working to get through things. So in the meantime, I think it is important that clubs and supporters stay in touch. As you say, there's been um, FIFA tournaments arranged and I'm sure our esports team are going to have a fair bit of the spotlight come their way over the next few <laughs> weeks. Um, you've got um, your idea about the five-a-side tournament. I saw a similar one or heard a similar one on the radio about maybe just one big penalty shootout day where everyone, <laughs> you, each division had a different day at Wembley you all gathered um, and then you work your way through your last remaining fixtures if you won a penalty shootout you got three points if you drew you got a point if you lost you got nothing and it completes the league in half a day yeah um, you know all, all of these I'm sure are, you know tongue-in-cheek but it, it, it shows that people are you know the, the beauty of sport is that it usually offers a fantastic distraction to, to our everyday life, to whatever problems or issues or concerns or worries people have. Sport is their distraction, be it at the weekend or midweek or even on TV. They can forget their troubles and forget their issues and sport takes them away for a short period of time and it gives them something else to focus on. What's unique and, and really difficult about the situation we're in currently is that that, that a, a distraction has been taken away sport is as vulnerable to what's happening as everyone else is and um that's sort of really what has hit home i think now uh, it's it's almost it's also the open-endedness of it you know i think if people thought right well without football for three weeks you could count the days down and and you know you start to look forward to when games resume and i know at the moment the official position is football suspended till april the third but clearly that is subject to constant review. And, you know, as we said earlier, the chances are, depending on government advice and if mass gatherings are banned in the coming days or coming weeks, then um, there's no way football can resume. Um, you know, if anything, football went to this, this suspension possibly at slightly earlier than government advice, but it wasn't, uh, it's probably important to remember, it wasn't based on the concern for, for mass gatherings. It was actually once the virus entered the football um, spectrum, once Mikel Arteta and a few players from various clubs tested positive, then suddenly the rest of the staff and the players from those clubs have to go into self-isolation. It becomes impossible to fulfil fixtures. And that was really the, the, the tipping point when football moved into a suspension. So if anything, football's probably gone to this this lockdown earlier than than, other, than some other sports have. So um, all we can do is, is, is sit tight, encourage everyone to follow the, the advice of, of the government and the scientists and, um, you know, stay in touch, um, support each other because people's mental health is just as important. And if people are having to isolate or, or you know, almost lock themselves indoors, then um, we need to look out for each other and make sure that, that people are getting the support and are not feeling detached and use modern technology, you know, the internet, Skype, FaceTime, all these sort of things, WhatsApp to stay in touch and um, stick together and get through it. I'm Nicky Adams and it's all cobblers to me. So then, boys, what were your initial reactions on Friday when the football was suspended? Uh, relief. <laughs> <laughs> Relief, Charles. Although I did spend between five and six on Saturday, I did make sure that I spent that hour in a foul mood, uh, just so it felt like a normal Saturday. Were you just moaning, moaning about the west, the east end for two hours? Yeah, <laughs> just furious. <laughs> oh dear. I mean, well, what did you spend the weekend doing? I mean, it was really strange for me because I kept turning the telly on, thinking. Oh, there'll be a, a, a 4.30 kickoff or, you know, a, a midday kickoff to watch. And, of course, there was absolutely nothing. It was weird, wasn't it? But um, it kind of felt like the summer, but it wasn't the summer. But I felt actually quite relaxed for the whole weekend, which isn't a bad thing. Um, <laughs> I was catching up with things I haven't watched on TV, spending time with the wife and kids, and my mind wasn't distracted at 3 o'clock by Tim Oglethorpe trying to get me to listen to Bernie Keith. So... Um, <laughs> Pretty good. I, I had a decent weekend, Charles. <laughs> How was your weekend, Neil? I, I saw uh, your your other wife, Amy, wasn't too keen on having you there all weekend. That's Amy Harriman, by the way. No, yeah, she got frustrated and annoyed with me. Uh, I'm, quite, I'm quite annoying anyway, let alone when stuck in the house. Uh, my weekend was good. Um, yeah, similar to Danny, you know, spent time with the kids. 
my lad had a football match on Saturday morning, so I did get to watch a little bit of football at least. Uh, I tell really? you, it's a hell of a game as well. What was the score? Should we review that game? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'd be here all night. It was a cracker. Uh, Bugbrook won three two. Uh, but oh, fantastic! The woodwork was woodwork was hit at least five times. There was a couple of goal line clearances, last ditch tackles. It was brilliant. Was uh, was Tim Oglethorpe the commentator? Just stood there on the sidelines. Thankfully not. Uh, otherwise, I'd have had to make my exit, I think. <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> uh, that's it, yeah. But did a bit of uh, a bit of shopping, as you do. Did, oh. a, bit, did a bit of panic shopping. Did a bit of panic buying, yeah. Yeah, bought a few tins. Um, <laughs> bought a new TV, just in case my current one breaks. <laughs> do you know what? That that was the best bit of panic buying I've ever heard of anyone doing. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be careful, right? Uh, and then, yeah. And then uh, my youngest was in hospital back end of last week with pneumonia uh, and I've now got a cough so I'm staying inside for the next two weeks by the looks of things which is uh, brilliant great yeah lovely lovely stuff well, what uh, about you Charles I, what did you do I, I ran a half marathon um, <laughs> yeah there you go who wins there I think me and Danny are the real winners <laughs> <laughs> I ran a half marathon and I watched the 2019 version of The Lion King for the first time oh any good basically what I did yeah it was quite good actually I enjoyed it in, in high worth, definition worth a watch in 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 4K. In yes, yes. <laughs> Welcome to the world of coronavirus. <laughs> That's it. We're going into Ashley Hoskins' territory soon. <laughs> I've just got visions of the players just like that, clawing at the door, going, "Let me out! I just want to play football." Well, Sam Hoskins wasn't taking his um, individual training regime too lightly, was it? Unless. <laughs> That, unless that machine involved going to a club and getting pissed, he looked like he had a great night though. Wasn't he with Was he with Harry Smith? He was. They he were looked, having a nice cuddle, weren't they? Well, it looked, I thought it looked a little bit it's like not, not much social distancing going on there. I, I thought it looked like Harry Smith had taken his son out, <laughs> like on his on his first. Like, come on, great! I'll, I'll buy your first fight. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought it looked like. Oh, I love the fact that there's no football and yet we've still managed to have a dig at Sam Hoskins. Like, it's so unfair. I'm surprised no one's made it Sam Hoskins' fault, actually, the whole coronavirus thing. Right, that'll come. Don't worry, that'll come. Uh, the right decision, though, Charles, wasn't it, to cancel the football? Going back to your original question. Um, thank you. Thank you, Danny. Getting us back on track, yeah. Cappy track. Uh, go there while... while uh, Please business. do actually. That, that, that's a very good point. Our friends at Cafe Track, Tom. Um, you know, the last thing that anybody needs in this whole situation is, um, you know, livelihoods to be ruined. So, um, if if you can and if it is safe to do so, then then please go and support people with local businesses and people that are in jobs and things. I mean, yeah. Otherwise, uh, the whole oh god, it's gone. It's gone very depressing, hasn't it? Crikey! That, I was already struggling over it. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't take. That's the thing, though, isn't it? It is so much bigger than football, isn't it? You kind of you. Uh, we're, we're a football podcast, and you want to talk about the football, but this issue is such, such a much bigger thing than football, and it's growing bigger and bigger every day. And th- there are people that are going to be struggling because they're in small businesses, or they've got to work from home, or they you know eventually the schools are closed and all this kind of thing um it's becoming such a big big issue and the football just becomes a complete side project doesn't it and just yeah, yeah it, it's irrelevant it, it? it is completely irrelevant yeah so, it's literally um, just a game right yeah yeah basically but, but having said that <laughs> end of podcast charles <laughs> that's it though yeah goodbye see you next week uh, maybe um yeah no but, but having said that over the weekend I, I don't know about you but i listened to a lot of uh radio um on I, I listened to actually the the whole two hours of saturday sport on radio five live from uh, i think that was from 12 till two and um it was first of all it was a really well done job by mark chapman and the and the rest of the guys that were on there i think darren fletcher was on there and um the the stat man and, and a couple other guests as well talking in Dennis maybe and they they did really really well but of course the one thing that's happened all weekend is that there's been numerous suggestions of how the 
football should return, whether uh, Karen Brady turned around and basically went, I don't want Liverpool to win the league and I don't want West Ham to get relegated. <laughs> so let's just just void it all Surprising and start that, again no. next year. Yeah, <laughs> um, but there were other suggestions as well. I mean, I was talking to Gareth about it and, you know, he came up with, uh, or he said that he'd heard a suggestion of having a mass penalty shootout at Wembley. Um, I liked his which, idea of the um, weekend five-a-side tournament he was talking about. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, mean, I, I like that one for as well. Start? Who's on our team? You've got to have the animal and Charlie Good as your base, surely. Definitely. Um, Flying goalkeeper. I mean, I mean, we all, we all, yeah. I mean, goalkeeper. I'd probably take Cornell because at a five, but at five a side level, you don't need someone quite so commanding on crosses. No, but Steve Arnold's quite big. He can just lie down, can't he, and cover those goals? <laughs> just fill that goal okay. up. Fill the goal up, yeah. 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 I mean, Sam Hoskins starts regardless because of course it's it is, yeah. his contract. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so where where did he play? That's that's a good question. Did you play him up front? Right wing back. What's happening? Right wing. We're picking our five-a-side team <laughs> to compete in the weekend five-a-side tournament to decide oh. the fate of the season. Who have we got in so it so we've far? Got, I think we decided on Arnold to lie down in goal. Charlie nice. Goode, we've got to have the animal. Hoskins plays whatever. So that's one, two, three, four. Need one more. We need one more. He's playing up front. Surely Verdane. It's got to be. Oh yeah, it's got to be Verdane, hasn't it? There although, you go. although I'm not sure Verdane's necessarily suited to a five-a-side game. <laughs> Do you think um, Carl's tactics will be the same? Okay, I'm, not, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure our tactics are suited to a five-a-side game, <laughs> especially if it's below head height rule. <laughs> oh dear. Yes, let's do that. I like that. <laughs> um, one, 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 one sub as well. Got to have one sub. Who would you have? Reese Hall Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Bless oh him. dear, brilliant. He's been self-isolating for quite a while. <laughs> He's turning into the new Alistair Slow. <laughs> uh, oh God, he is, isn't he? Oh no, bless him. Um, Right. So yeah, so so apart from, you know, that five aside game, I mean, what what do you what would you like to see happen, Danny, to resume the season? Um it's so hard to think about, isn't it? Because it's it seems like it's so far away. Like it's, there's no way we're going back on April fourth, are we? Like No, no chance. I hope not. Totally it's Nicola's birthday. I can't go to <laughs> football on a birthday. Just but, kill um, chance. But no, there, there's no chance of that happening. And I I don't think it's fair to end the season and completely null and void it because there's so much at stake for, for clubs. I mean, Cameron Brady would want the season to end now, wouldn't she? Because West Ham are safe and that relegates mm-hmm. Bournemouth on goal difference, doesn't it, if that ends now? and it, There's all sorts of stuff comes into it and legal action will come into play as well. And I just don't think it's fair to, to teams at the top, teams at the bottom, within a couple of the points of each other. I mean, obviously Liverpool are going to win the league, but going further and further down the pyramid, it, it just affects so many people's livelihoods, just ending the season as a null and void thing. And I just think however long it takes, we just need to try and finish this season um, one way or the other. Uh, if we're playing in October, November, I just think we still need to just finish this one before we start a new one. Yeah, I, I don't want to go over back over old ground, but I mean, like Gareth did mention, the, the other issue there then becomes players' contracts. You know, he did say that not so much at our level, but um, higher up in the pyramid, then you, you're going to have players that have signed pre-contract terms with new clubs and, and mm. that's due to start on what, 1st of July maybe? I've got Keith so, Cole's contract as well. <laughs> well, yeah, you've got that as well to deal with. Um, I mean, it's so complicated, isn't it, Neil? I mean, it almost... No, I guess that complicated, mate. Oh, really? Oh, uh, go on then. Uh, I think Danny's right. I think you, you extend the season no matter what it takes and you, you obviously, when you come to the decision of when you're extending it to, then you just put everything back a little bit, don't you? So ultimately, if people's contracts are going to expire on the 30th of June or whatever date it is, say the season's proposed or, or expected to end on the 30th of June, then, you know, people's contracts end on the 30th of July and it all just gets bumped back a bit. I don't think it's that difficult. I actually think, I read a, a really good comment. I think it might have been, it might have even been Wayne Rooney, surprisingly, um, <laughs> that that said the fact that the, the 2022 World Cup is in December. Yeah. Gives us a good chance now with this situation to sort of jig everything around a bit anyway and prepare for that. Yeah, do you know what? That's not a bad shout. I mean, that not that partly the reason why we're finishing so early this year anyway? 
Well, it was uh, Euro 2020, it, wouldn't it? Euro 2020, yeah. That's going to go this week, isn't it? That's going to be completely... Yeah, that won't be on, yeah. That's going to next year, I think. Yeah, I, I just thought I've, I thought one of the reasons why that we were finishing in April this year was, was partly as the first bit of, you know, preparation for a Winter World Cup, but maybe not. That's definitely going to go, isn't it? Well, Euro 2020 is going um, oh, yeah, to next, next year. There's, there's other things that we'll need to move as well, but I think once we've got that confirmed, then it gives a bit of breathing space and yeah, just, just, I'd say just finish the season whenever we can. Yeah. You've got to finish the season. You can't leave it unfinished. It's ridiculous. Nobody wins out of that. If you just leave it, nobody wins at all. So you've got to finish it at some point. I think Mm -hmm. the idea of bumping it back a bit and starting to prep for the 2022 world cup anyway, makes sense. And where's the world cup after in 2026? Have they done that yet? Google will help. Canada, I want to say USA, yeah. Mexico, Canada or Mexico, Canada, USA, and Mexico. It's like a <laughs> oh, okay, a, a three-way. Yes, your favourite, Charles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is it going to be like um, Luton? What the US? <laughs> yeah, when there's a World Cup in America, when if they're sharing with Mexico, do we have to go over uh, over the fence when they've built that wall? That's a good point. Besides Luton, you just have to go over some garden fence to get in. It's a very good point, Danny. Build the wall. Build the wall. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Do you remember the TV um, program called The Wall? Yes. Yes, yes. That, now, that is something I'd like to watch. Maybe we can just review <laughs> old TV shows instead of reviewing Cobblers games. Perfect. Is that the way we're going? That's Brilliant perfect. stuff. Next I'd week, love, I'd, love to see, I'd love to see Sam Hoskins on the wall trying to fit through a really weird shape. <laughs> Okay, maybe well, that's Sam. how we finish the season. You know what? I think <laughs> with a game against a game of the wall. But Sam's tuning in this week, thinking, "Oh, there's no way they're going to get me into this." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Already about Sorry, three or Sam. four mentions. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. It's because we love you. Oh dear. Um, so, on a serious note, what you mean? It's one just of that the... we haven't been serious yet. A little bit, Neil. Yeah. A little Sorry. Bit. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, the club have already announced that the, the fact that it's more or less shut down, hasn't it? All the staff are, are working from home. The players obviously aren't training together. They've all been sent home with their individual training regimes. I mean, there's not going to be any match day revenue, of course. You know, the Cobblers at the moment are scheduled to miss out on two home games as well as two away games. Not every club's going to survive this, are they? You've got Southend and Macclesfield, for example, Danny. Uh, you, you know, is this going to be the end of football? Yes, clubs like Bolton as well, isn't it? Or like you said, Southend and Macclesfield are in complete dire straits already. Um, and it's the lower league clubs that are going to be hit the hardest. And you just hope there's something that can be done from the top down to help them out. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because, I mean, surely you think they look at Macclesfield in particular in our league who are not playing their paying their players already and they're just in complete meltdown. Um what's gonna be a couple of months of no income? It's it just you know, you don't want to think about it, do you? But um and how they get out of it. Yeah, you just you just hope there's some way of the bigger clubs helping out the smaller clubs, but we'll see what happens. We will indeed, yes. Um so that's really it in terms of that isn't it I don't, I don't think there's any more that we can say that hasn't already been said elsewhere i think one thing we can do um on that is just the, the club shop's got a 30 percent sale on at the minute isn't it um to go and buy stuff or order stuff online every little bit of income helps us get by still try and do what you usually do have a look at the club shop see if there's any presents you want to buy see if there's anything you can you can do to to help them out that's one way of helping the club out at this time good shout that danny i had a i had a little look online yesterday Put a few things in my shopping basket. I know Chessie's got her gnome, hasn't she? I looked she at the gnome. Yeah. Did you? I looked at it and then I thought, well, it's not on sale. So. <laughs> <laughs> it just reminds you of Danny Jackman too much. Yeah. <laughs> and then I messaged uh, I messaged my wife saying, can I buy a, a cobbler's gnome? And her, her reply was not for me to say out loud. Did she, um, did she suggest a place for you to put it? She suggested somewhere for me to to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Peterborough. Oh no, she's not an idiot. I'm Alan Neil, and it's all cobblers to me. Postbag time, and we've had loads of you getting in touch over the last couple of days, unsurprisingly, with suggestions of content for us to use on the podcast, haven't we, Neil? We have, Charles. We've had lots and lots. Probably our 
biggest, most bulging post bag we've had, actually. Um, and when I say bulging, I mean it is bulging. Um, <laughs> we had Andy Durant on, on the Twitter, just popped us a little question to get us talking. Will Sam Hoskins have now carried the longest ever suspension in history? <laughs> that one match ban has turned into like four years, hasn't it? His, his career's over. It's done. Can we just send Sorry, him? Sam. Can we just send him on loan to someone who plays on the wreck just so he can serve the suspension and then get him back? All, all those games have been banned now, Danny. How have they? Have they gone yeah. as well? Yeah. yeah, as of today. Yeah, oh, right. should have, should have sent him on loan to uh, Kettering. They played on Saturday. Ridiculous that, wasn't it? Because one of their players collapsed before the game. Yeah. Apparently that was Telford, wasn't it? Telford said that, no, no, we're we're playing. We're all right. (laughs) There was tweets, wasn't there? It was like someone's collapsed before the game and then... Game on! Game on! (laughs) Where do you... Oh, Oh, we'll carry on. It'll be fine. Um, But uh, Mark (laughs) Webber pointed out as well, didn't he, that Notts County um, have an average attendance of 5,000 in non-league. They went on, mm. whereas Forest Green have an average attendance of three thousand, and they're off. It, there's something not it right. Doesn't make sense, no. does it? <laughs> it? It is ridiculous. But hey ho, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think the answer to Andy's question is no. He won't have carried the longest suspension in history because some footballers have been suspended for a year and stuff, haven't they? So ridiculous yeah. suggestion, Andy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 what else have we got? So, did anyone notice the now famous Twitter spat uh, between Nicky Adams and a Cobblers fan? Was this uh, was this Marvo? Marvo, as he likes to be called. Was this where where he was basically saying he's not as good as he was, and somebody else pointed out? Sorry, not as good as he was back in 2015-16 title winning season. Somebody else came back with stats that proved that actually he's got more assists and more goals already, and the season's not already over yet. Basically, yes, uh, in short. And I think Marvo's argument was that if he took all the corners and all the free kicks, he also would have a lot of assists. Uh, <laughs> which is a bold statement. Do you know what? I'd love to see. I, I'd say that and everyone would just go, Nope, no, you don't. <laughs> There's a thing called the first man, and it would never go past him. <laughs> In a roundabout way, I kind of get Marvo's point. I actually don't think Nicky Adams has been as, as good as his previous spell with us. That's not to say he hasn't been good this time, though. I still think he has been good this time. I just think last time it was exceptional for everybody. It's, mm. it's very difficult to compare the two. So uh, Nicky Adams said his piece anyway. He, he put Marvo rightly in his place. Maybe we can arrange a boxing match Abington between Park. Nicky Adams and Marvo. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to keep the attendance down to sub five hundred, obviously. But um, well, I don't think, or, think that'll be a problem. Oh, we, <laughs> or, or we just stream it live on YouTube. Can we arrange like, that? Like KSI, oh, is it the next Logan Paul KSI <laughs> match? <laughs> it's on the undercard. <laughs> uh, we've got another one. Uh, James Clark got in touch to ask us if Hoskins will be suspended forever. <laughs> Uh, no James he won't be Uh, Leeds fan Mike Fuller got in touch suggested uh, that we do a whole episode of Neil or No Neil and name that bench oh yes Vintage Mike is back on board Vintage Mike Vintage Mike (laughs) you can tell someone who's been listening for quite a long time and for someone to have sat through Neil or No Neil and still be listening I appreciate so (laughs) Uh, Dave Harding has got in touch Uh, he popped us a message on the Twitter a direct message this was actually asking us if we know how long Hoskins is going to be suspended for (laughs) so uh, no we don't Dave (laughs) basically Uh, David Lowndry this was an exciting one we actually had an email which is quite a rarity um, in this day and age an email from David Lowdry saying he saw Harry Smith in the co-op at Upton uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're aware, aware of that shop it's quite near you Danny yep yeah I don't go in there because I, I go at Lidl's Lidl's yep yeah, lovely mm-hmm. save those pennies yeah so he was in, in the co-op and, and saw Harry Harry Smith uh, and Harry Smith apparently was panic buying a crate of toilet roll and a tuna sandwich um, <laughs> which is interesting it's an interesting shop uh, David then goes on to say that he shouted shoe army at Harry Smith and uh, when Harry Smith turned around 
it turned out it actually wasn't Harry Smith at all. Uh, <laughs> so I guess the moral of the story is that David's a fool. Um, in short, so cheers for your email, David. <laughs> Not really much to it, though, mate. Talking of the whole panic buying stuff, it's getting ridiculous, isn't it? But do you think Chris Wilder sat there giving Emil Sinclair a call? Just because... <laughs> <laughs> I really hope he is. <laughs> Next time the Premier League kicks off, Sheffield United have got a new player on the benches. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, we've had another, we had a Facebook message uh, from Sarah. Uh, you're going to love this one, boys. Um, she wanted to know if we know how long Hoskins is going to be suspended for. <laughs> no. Is this no. why the post bag's bulging? Is it just people <laughs> asking the same question? I would say there's at least 70%. Of the same stuff. There's lots of concern for poor Sam. It's... Well, we've got two more anyway. We've got two more. We've got Ryan Todd. He Toddy. popped us a message on Facebook. Toddy. Uh, Toddy. So he was out for his morning run in Milton Keynes. Um, he runs around, you know, the... the roundabout? No, not the roundabout. There's many in, in Milton Keynes. The, where that big monument is. Monument? By the lake. Well, he, run, he ran around there um, and he came across <laughs> Lloyd Jones and Pat Kanyuka, apparently, randomly. Oh. Um, they both they both do live in Milton Keynes, apparently. So, so Ryan, we, we need to confirm that somehow. Uh, <laughs> apparently, they were doing keepy-uppies. Ryan watched from a distance. Um, do you want to guess how many they both managed? Um <laughs> Between them, are they are they are they are they playing a game of where like Lloyd kicks it and then Pat kicks it? No, and they like were it, so it's back and forth. No, because like I actually queried this with great. I I, I queried this with Ryan and had to double check because I wanted to know the same thing. You know, like when players do when they're warming up and they like in a circle, they try and keep it up. They weren't doing that; they were doing it individually while they okay. were while they were walking. While they were walking, oh yeah. Mm. Next, you're going to add in the fact that they were on a tightrope. It's just don't, getting more and more dangerous each time. Don't be ridiculous, um, Charles. Well, sorry. Uh, I, I'll, I'll say that neither of them managed to get above 10. Incorrect. One of them did manage oh. to get above 10. Oh. Lloyd-Jones got to have got more than 10, surely. Lloyd-Jones came in at 17. Oh, wow. That's good effort. Right? Solid effort for what a centre-back. What about Pat Kanuka? Uh, Can he? It, it, no, he got zero. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even get one. He couldn't even get one. No. He, Ryan was keen keen to let me know that every time Pat tried to do it, the ball kept going into the lake, and he had to keep getting it out. <laughs> so he's not had a good time. Bless him. Oh. Right, we got final post bag. You ready? Yes. You ready? Right. Some Oscars, I'm going to cry. <laughs> so L- Lorraine has sent us an email, um, and she just Lorraine. wondered. Lorraine, yeah. What's, why are you laughing at Lorraine? What's wrong with her? Lorraine, anyway, she sent us an email out of the kindness of her heart. I don't think she will ever again, Charles, after your reaction. Um, <laughs> and she just wanted to, to ask, because Sam Hoskins was sent off, uh, and now the, the, the kind of the, the competition has been suspended, if we know, A, if it's the longest ban in history, and, and B, is he just going to be suspended forever? Um, I haven't replied yet, so you guys can, can answer that one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the first question is no, obviously, because he's not kung fu kicked anyone as far as I can tell. Oh, a Cantona reference. Yeah. Ooh. Can you imagine if Sam did that? He'd miss one, didn't he? Shit, shit out, Sam. <laughs> He'd end up kung fu kicking a chair. That's your lot, Charles. Lovely. Uh, if you've got a story or a question about Sam Hoskins to send us, <laughs> <laughs> then, then please do so. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, at cobblers to me on Facebook, It's All Cobblers, or uh, give us an email, It's All Cobblers at gmail.com. I'm Nicky Adams, and It's All Cobblers to me. One good thing to come out of all of this is that it's left us with some gaps to fill in the podcast. Having spent a long time trying to come up with something half decent to do and failing miserably, there is only one thing to do. Danny, it's over to you for the first game of Name That Bench in over a year. Oh, yes. It's what everyone's been waiting for, Charles. I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> by such popular demand. I mean, we've, they've been, they would have been hammering the door down to the pod um, if they could to demand this and I'm sure I mean one person did request it in the emails didn't they so if anyone has never heard name that bench before where have you where have you been so for our newer listen, listeners we basically choose a game from the cobbler's annals of history 
And then uh, it's a face-off between Neil and Charles to see who can name the bench, because obviously some of the most famous games, we can probably roll off the starting 11 of the games, but can we name that bench? Right, so are we ready? We're always ready for Name That Bench, Danny. My <laughs> my approach to life since Name That Bench got took away from me has been 24-7, be prepared. Exactly. Just I mean, in case you knock on the door, 3am, Name That Bench time, I'd have been yeah, ready. You'll be ready. <laughs> yeah. We had a massive game of it at your stag day, didn't we? It was a long, plane. It was a long did game. <laughs> we did. Yeah. Sorry, Danny. Sorry, we didn't mean to do it without you. <laughs> Got a copyright on that. We got uh, we got one of the we got one of the air hostesses to stand in for you, Danny. So where are we? Uh, so name so that bench. Go, name it, bench. Name it. Come on. Come on. I name mean, it. Name, name it. it. Come on. I mean this. Name it. Yeah, this. Thing, I've been waiting all week because Charles told us a few days ago that this was going to happen, and I've not been able to. I mean, I haven't been able to go outside and scream it to everyone. Because um, no one else. But if if I could, yeah. I mean, this is just. It's going to be the highlight of everyone's week, um, I'm sure. Uh, so we're going back to the 2006 final day of the season today. Remember that? Oh, was that Chester City? Chester at home? City. Oh, no, all four, well. all four stands, all four stands of the ground filled with Cobblers fans. Even the East End that was still built at that time. <laughs> uh, which stand were you guys in? Out of the four, was anyone behind I was, me? I was in the north. I think I was in the north. I think I was, I was on, on the, the pitch well, at the yeah. end. I know that. I remember well, that. Well, yeah, I was also. On, I think I was also on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They um, couldn't stop us, did they? And it was Scott McLeish scored the goal, didn't he? That one nil, one nil win. Um, it was. And then that was the second to last day of the season. Actually, wasn't it? it wasn't the final day because uh, Grimsby came after that, didn't it? Um, so, can we name that bench? So, Charles, it comes to you to choose as I flip the coin. Heads or tails? Tails. No, Charles. Heads. Oh, for goodness sakes, Charles. Should have learned by now. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, Neil. What an absolute idiot. Yes. <laughs> Neil, do you want to go first or second? Name that bench. I would like to go first, please, Danny. Go on. I've been waiting Name too it. long for this. Name <laughs> it. So uh, just, to, just to go back to the rules, to go back to the rules, it's penalty shootout style. Penalty shootout styles, regular penalty shootout, not the ABBA rule. Um, so dancing queen, that's gone, hasn't it? It's stayed around for like about three months, and they don't do it anymore, do they? Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Is it okay? Well, regular rules then. Yeah. Uh, so name that bench. Nil. Two thousand and six. Who were we playing? Chester City. Chester City. Well, was Sam Hoskins <laughs> born in two thousand and six? <laughs> 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 oh dear. Uh, I'll go with the easy one because I, I was at this game uh, and I can remember that Mark Bunn was definitely on the bench he was on the bench of course he was playing back up to Lee, Lee, Lee Harper Lee, Lee, Lee Harper gotta give him all the three names famously, Neil. So, famously saved the penalty against Man United Lee Harper famously and, punched and was the also door our very first punched. guest on this podcast and yeah oh and you're right Danny he did he broke his hand didn't he he did <laughs> Is it Scunthorpe away? I can't remember now. Well, um, it'll give people a good reason to go back and listen to that first episode, Charles, while they've got some downtime. Yeah. Um, Do you know, as much as I I know I was there, I've never been any good at this game. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There's five. 2006. Only five. Chester, mate. Chester, we won 1 0. Yeah, we did. Six fields. Scott McGlee scored. Yeah. Got promoted, we did. We did. I remember that. Um, I'm going to go with Gavin Johnson. That is incorrect, Charles. Gavin Johnson was nowhere near that team. Gavin Johnson was nowhere near the team? Well, no, he wasn't. No, he was in the team. Yeah, he was was actually partly... Um, I have got the right year, the haven't I? He was close to the he, team, Charles, because he actually started. So yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, okay. Right, okay. <laughs> I'm glad we've got that well, sorted. Good. For a second, then I was really worried. I was going. I remember that kit with the white bit down the side. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, I'm sure Gavin Johnson wore that kit. Gary Johnson. <laughs> Gavin. Well, there was, we had so many Johnsons at the time. It just it was the up, Johnson but... era, wasn't it? It was. The yeah, Johnson it era. was. Right, so, uh, one, uh, so no, you didn't get a point for that, Charles, because he started. So, what an idiot. One nil. Brilliant. Um, 
I will go with Josh Lowe. Oh, on the bench. Lowe. Well, I'm thinking because we, we would have gone, surely approach this. It was Calderwood, right? We'd have approached this with Solid, like, which sneak a point. We'll be all right here. And I, he might have left Josh Lowe on the bench. He didn't. Oh, Colin, come on. Colin, he was gung-ho. Colin. Hmm. John must have got to him. Got in his ear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so over to me. Still 1-0 to Neil. Um, I'm parking the Andy- bus, by the way. Parking the bus, yeah. yeah. I'm parking. Andy Andy Kirk, was he on the bench? Andy Kirk goal. No, he started up front with he Scott McLeish. I thought he might have done, no. never mind. Neil, back to you. Yes, hello. Um Sixfields Neil, two thousand six. Oh, was kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> who was that uh Scottish fellow we had on the wing? Well, I say on the wing. I don't think he was a winger, he was a midfielder. He scored from out wide once with a, a looping. It was a cross in it, but I think he tried, <laughs> he tried to claim. No, not Fred Murray. Saw him in uh, Tesco player. Express in Dustin once. Um, <laughs> David, what was his surname? Ma- no. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Actually, I think I know who you're talking about as well. But David, no. David, Dave Rosen, Rowson. Rowson. He wasn't a winger. No, I know he wasn't a winger, but he scored that scored goal. That, yeah. that the one goal he scored was from right out on the wing, wasn't he? Yes, yeah, you're right, yeah. <laughs> David okay. Relton, he must he, have been on the bench. No, he started the game. What? <sighs> yeah. We're doing well, Charles. <laughs> we are, we're doing brilliantly well here, <laughs> we're just we? filling the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I will go with another Johnson. <laughs> I'll go with Bradley. Bradley Johnson. Going through it's, the quite Johnson. Keen, it's quite keen to get his Johnsons out. <laughs> <laughs> Which one was that? Uh, Bradley. Bradley. Uh, no, he wasn't. He he wasn't there. No. Uh, oh, did he start? Oh, 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 I've remembered. He was having an episode. Oh, oh, I've on. remembered someone. Go on. This was Sean Dyche played this season. He did. He won't. Would he have been on the bench though? He definitely was on the bench because I remember. Was he? He was. Yes. Dyche. Daishi. I can't believe, I can't believe that. Daishi. Why was Daishi on the bench? I was it, thinking I saw it. He'd been a thought. bit in and out. Remember, he'd, he'd been a bit in and out. Remember when he absolutely poleaxed someone? <laughs> well, most weeks, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I remember most about it, about Sean Daish? Daft here, but I remember him giving away a penalty because he was just lying on the floor. <laughs> do you remember that? No, I don't. I wish I did. He sounds like he's Carl's type of player to me. <laughs> Um, right, I've got a vision in my head. Right, so if Sean Dyche was playing... Yeah. No, he was, was on the bench. Taylor, was Ian Sean, Taylor in that squad? Sean Dyche was on the bench, mate. I was, oh, no, all I was going to say was that I have, a, I have a, uh, an image of Ian Taylor walking off the pitch on a night game, which was with his boots hung over his shoulder. That was he his last, in the last the game. Yeah, he left him on the pitch. Charles, this wasn't a night game. Was it not? No, this is Saturday afternoon. No, I know this one wasn't, the one we're talking about. Ian Taylor's was a night game, yeah. Where, where are you going yeah. with this, Charles? Are you, are you <laughs> saying Ian Taylor or not? No, I'm not. I'm not saying Ian Taylor. <laughs> but Mike Fuller's wish of getting the hour-long episode. Of- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's coming through. Uh, can you give Mike Fuller his full name, please? Leeds United fan Mike Fuller. Sorry. Thank, there you go. Thank you. It's 2-0 to Neil, Chelsea. You're under pressure. Uh, but why is he time-wasting? He's 2-0 down. I know. I know. <laughs> Keith Coles um, is rising them. <laughs> Yeah, I know this is not this is a dangerous scoreline. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we've already established that Josh Lowe was playing, so I will go with Owen Jess was on the bench. I mean, that's the sort of thinking that's going to get you back in the game, Charles. It's good thinking, and Ian Jess was on the bench. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's Ian, not Owen, but hey, yeah. whatever. See, well, now you've got some of the some of the starters you can figure out well who done. might not have been in. 2-1. Well Two Two Still one. one more to win, though, Neil. If you get one, you've, you've got two more oh, to no. find. Two to I... find, and if Neil gets one... I think this was the time that everyone's favourite baldy, David Hunt, had a spell on the sideline. So I'm going to go David Hunt. Everyone's favourite baldy. Well, he had a lot of baldies with uh, yeah, Sean Dyche. He was everyone's favourite baldy. <laughs> was he? Um, he, he lost his hair throat. when he was here, didn't he? He did, yeah. He, he lost his hair while he was, was here. He was a starter, Neil, sorry. Ah, oh, it must have been the long throw. Yeah. 
So back okay. to each other. Can you equalise? Can I equalise? That is a good question. Two to five. Think so, of the positions as well that we've. Well, had this so is far. it. I am now starting to think that we've got to got to find a striker because we've 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 basically mentioned both now. I know the striker. Ooh. Do you? And you I feel get like it, then. I, I feel like I want to help you out, but I'm not going to. Oh well, no, because if, <laughs> if you're saying that you know the striker, now this is huge pressure. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah. It's quite oh. a good striker. I think Neil would agree. Famous. I'll quite give you. I'll give you a hint, Charles. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang <laughs> I mean, that, on. That's probably given it away already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to say anything else. Oh no! I, do you know what the thing is? Right, is that whatever I say here is going to be wrong, you know and what? I'm going to get ridiculed. I know I am. <laughs> I was actually going to give you a clue, but it could have been true for two people. So I don't do it then. You might as well. <laughs> I was going to say he's quite famous uh, for um, what would I say? Um, yeah, no, I, I know, you... I know what you mean. There, there are two people that that can relate yeah. to. You are quite right. Yeah. Both strikers. Yeah. Which one was it? Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, to do with oh. an item of fruit. Oh no! This is well. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> forgot oh, forgot that. Okay, hang on, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for Jason Lee. Oh, hey. It's gone right. It's gone right. Uh, Jason oh, Lee. We don't God. need to go into detail. Come on, can we go to the other one, please? <laughs> I, want, I want Neil to remember the other one. Julian Allsop. Well, you, is that your guess or is that you? <laughs> no, no. That this is just going off <laughs> for a second. Toppy Stephen. Uh, oh. Didn't he uh, famously insert a banana into a youth team? <laughs> one at Oxford, wasn't it? So. Yeah, so uh, yeah, should we say allegedly? I think we need to say case, allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just say allegedly. Allegedly. Right, so there's one more to find, Neil. Oh, one more to go. So what What if we had? We have Mark Byrne, goalkeeper. Sean yep. Dyche, defender. Eon Jess, attacking midfielder. And Jason Lee, striker. Which leads me to think there must be a midfielder in there. Or another defender. Uh, oh, no. No, no, no. He'd left already. We could uh, go for another Johnson shot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't. Just keep I wasn't. Johnson I was going, right. I, I was going to go for someone. Well, I know it's not my turn, so please forgive me, Neil. Here, I was going to go for someone with incredible '90s highlighted hair, but he definitely had left before this period. Paul Martin Martin yes, yes, Neil. My dreams. I'm glad. <laughs> what a haircut uh, so hold on who have we had from the actual team so far I've had Lee Harper Gavin Johnson Josh Lowe David Rosen and David Hunt uh, Andy Kirk and Scott McLeish as well oh yeah Andy Kirk and Scott McLeish yeah Andy Kirk McLeish and Ian Jess ooh Danny if I say something to you <laughs> would you hand it to me Oh, oh no! Would no. I? Would no. I hand it to? You? I might do. Oh, I can't believe I'm losing on a coin toss. This is ridiculous. I'm going. I'm going. James Hand. Well, oh well. Hold on. You're going James Hand. James Hand. I mean, it depends how technical I'm going to get with it. I think you should be incredibly technical, Daddy. James, James Hand is your as, as the host no. of this podcast. It should be damn. <laughs> Correct. After, the after Charles having two guesses when he brought up Ian Taylor, I don't think <laughs> the host has any leg to stand on. Wasn't even a guess. <laughs> so is that your final answer, Neil? James that Hand. Is, yeah. Um, that's incorrect, Neil. <laughs> now the question is, is it incorrect because you're being uh, really pernickety or, or is it incorrect because Jamie Hand did not feature on the bench either? That's the question. Oh... Well, it's Jamie Hand then. It's Jamie Hands. <laughs> yes, that's disgusting. <laughs> that is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> I'm furious. <laughs> absolutely furious. In fact, I'm going to find out if he's on Twitter, and I'm going to find out if he's actually called James. <laughs> you can bring it back next week. I will. Oh dear! Oh, he, was, this this is, he was supposed to be an incredible victory. victory. What a victory! Ridiculous. He actually finished what? his. I've been robbed. Charles, you'd be happy to know this. He finished his career at Warrington Town. James did he really? Yeah. Of course he did. He's, he lives with Charles. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's currently in the spare room, locked up. <laughs> Social distancing and self-isolation, oh, well, not what, kidnapping. That's what you call it, isn't it? Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> That's all we've got time for this week. Thanks for listening no, no, to no, it. No, Charles, it's not all we've got time for. We've had a late, oh, why? We've had a late voicemail on Facebook. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Quick, Danny, play, press play. Hello, um, it's all podcast to me team. I, I was just wondering if Sam Hoskins will end up with the longest suspension in the world ever. Uh, can you please answer that for me now? Thank you. That is all we've got time for this week. Thanks for listening. It's All Cobblers to Me is a vibrant sound media production. Remember, if you do enjoy the podcast, please do leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and check out patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me as well. This week's episode on there is going to be a corker. Uh, We will be back next week. We don't know what we're going to talk about, but it will be cobblers related somehow and Neil will try and win name that bench. Goodbye. Wash your hands. Don't be idiots. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me.